Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome this morning. Um, God's morning, as you guys can see. I'm not Dr. Paula Price. PIT Mod is not Dr. Paula Price, but we're filling in for her this morning for such a good reason. I actually get excited at the opportunity to fill in for Dr. Price because it means she's doing what we have been praying for God, uh, for her to to do. She's doing what we have been sowing for. She's doing what you guys have been sowing for. We've been talking about getting Dr. Price to the big stages, to national television. We're so excited because God has been launching her on her media tour. Y'all, you just don't understand. We've been praying about this and praying for her to get to these kinds of outlets and opportunities. Uh, for several years, and God is breaking the seal. And so you're seeing our faces this morning. I'm Prophet Adia Peterson, filling in for Dr. Paul Price this morning. This is PIT Mods, McCullough, and we're filling in. And we hope to have a special guest coming in a little bit later as well. But we're filling in because Dr. Price is on the road today. Today she'll be taping, um, I believe, with the Cornerstone Network. Someone will help me with that. TCT, uh, tonight she's going to be taping at 7 o'clock p.m. I think that's Central Standard Time, Eastern. See, Rachel's helping me out. She's behind the camera today. Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern tonight. And there are details. If you are not following Dr. Paula Price and the Congregation of the Mighty Online, it's the Congregation of the Mighty Worldwide. You can get all the information about where she's going to be taping, what she's going to be doing, and also on her Facebook. Um, So if you're obviously, if you're watching Paula Price Show right now on Facebook, you're following her. But if you're on YouTube um, and you're watching, you can follow us on Facebook for all of the details. She's going to be taping tonight. You don't want to miss out on that. TCT does stream online, so you can actually find out. um, You can actually watch the broadcast tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. And then tomorrow, somebody say tomorrow. Tomorrow, Dr. Price is going to be taping twice. She's she's got a taping in the morning with the Word Network. And then in the evening, she's going to be live on Bishop George Bloomer's program on the Word Network. So if you've never watched those networks before, guys, you've got to get tuned in to what Dr. Price is doing because she's going to be live tomorrow night and tonight as well. So she is on the road, and this is what we pray for. This is what you sowed for. So continue to sow into this program. Continue to sow into Paula Price Ministries because what she has asked us to do is to not just believe that her word should be around the world, but to act and to move and to use our faith and to put our faith to work to make sure that the power of her message goes around the world. God is changing the world, and he's doing it through apostleship. Dr. Price said that that was going to be the case. She said God is going to change the world, and he's going to do it through apostleship, and he has been doing it. Her message is resonating. If you didn't get the chance to catch her yesterday, she was on Plus and Minus Network. Um, out of the Ohio area, and on her Facebook, they taped, they did live, uh, they, they gave us, we're so happy, they gave us snip, snippets of the broadcast. You have got to go on. She preached a word yesterday. God is changing the scheme of the world, and he's doing it through the mantle of the apostle. You've got to go on. you got to watch it. you got to catch it from yesterday. Please continue to keep her in prayer. In fact, 
We're going to release a prayer over her right now because God is on the move. Amen. And she's got three more teachings that she's got to do. So Facebook, YouTube, let's cover our apostle right now who we love so much. Father, we cover Dr. Price as she's moving, shaking, taking ground in the land of media. We cover her tapings right now in Jesus' name. God, your grace, your favor, your power, your anointing. Father, we bless her in this endeavor. We ask for major breakthrough as she's on television today and tomorrow. God, move through her mantle. Move in power. God, move in might. Move through her voice. Release her, Father God, to speak wisdom, revelation, and power. We thank you, God, for everyone who's going to watch that they are ordained to see and they're ordained to hear. God, open up the ears of your people. Let us be in a posture, God, where we can hear what the word of the Lord is for this hour. We bless this woman of God. We bless her today. We lift her up and we thank you for the open doors and breakthrough that you're moving into her life in this season, in this hour, in Jesus' name. Let it be so and let it be done. Thank you all for your prayers. Thank you guys for what you've been doing to continue to push her forward because we're so proud of everything that she is accomplishing. All right, so today, before we jump into the hard reset, we want to talk about the hard reset today. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push because you guys know on the show, I've been asking Dr. Bray some really key questions these last couple of weeks because we need to know what the hard reset is going to look like. We need to know. There's a question that God had os- oscillating in my, in my mind as I was just preparing, and he was saying to me, we have to ask ourselves, where am I in God's plan right now? For so long, it's always, it's been about um, how we're moving in our individual lives with God, you know, how the construct of our individual lives and our dreams is working. And even if you listen to a lot of the rhetoric right there, out there now, that's for us as Christians and even for non-Christians, everything's about your best life experience, your best success your best favor and all those different things. But God is moving. And if you are anywhere near the apostolic and prophetic, you understand that the tenor of God is shifting. And the more you press into him, the more he's asking you, what are you going to do for me? in this hour where are you going to be at in my plan where are you going to be at in my scheme of things and what kind of fruit are you going to bring to me it's less about how he's going to increase you individually and more about what are you going to do for him what is your mantle going to provide for him and what are you bringing to the table this is what the hard reset means y'all the hard reset means we're going to have to get to work yeah not that we're going to have to get to work. And not God working for us. And not God working for us. Us realizing what our job is for God or what, what function, what position, we have to start thinking about how we're going to fill that for him, what piece of, listen to this, what piece of his mandate we're going to take on. This is something that Dr. Price has been pushing for and really birthing in, even with her very unique perspective on apostleship. Her word on apostleship, her words about apostleship are so different than what is prevalent out there. She talked a couple weeks ago about how apostleship is not just about fathering and has never been about fathering. Um, no. And she's bringing, isn't that interesting? One scripture. <laughs> and we've used it as a whole as a whole thing. Program, destiny check, that you need to come in for a father when it's about doing the father's will. Yes. 
Absolutely. She's always spoken about this. Ever since I met her, she's talked about the fact that the apostles' role is to reveal Jesus Christ, to bring you into Jesus Christ and the truth of Jesus Christ. It's never been about fathering. It's never been about building multi-organizations uh, or ministries. The things that we've used, listen, the things that we have utilized to define apostleship are changing because God is stripping that away as he's forcing apostles to bring their power to the table so that he can really distinguish who's moving in him and who's been using the title, who has been literally just kind of hijacking the title to be able to distribute whatever it is that they're doing versus those who have been called of God and ordained of God. If you've had a bad experience with apostles, you may want to question whether the person you were dealing with was an actual apostle. When we are getting to the place where we can have the courage to actually question those who are leading us and question who we, who we have had at the helm, then we're going to be able to move forward in God. And one of the things that Dr. Price has been doing is she's been laying the foundation for the pattern of apostleship, laying the foundation for what an apostle actually looks like and what you're supposed to expect. You don't know that you're dealing with the counterfeit until the real shows up. True. You don't know. You don't know, you know, uh, and in that regard, we're all like kids in that sense. You don't know that you're dealing with an imposter until the real person comes up. And what does that, what does that real person have to do? Show authentication. They have to show the reason why they're the real deal and why what you've been dealing with is, the, is fake, is an imposter. Well, God is about to reveal a lot of imposters, a lot of posers in the kingdom, not just apostles, y'all, all of the fivefold. God is blowing this thing wide open with the spirit of truth. She said, a, she said uh, last week, I asked her this question. I want y'all to go with me. I want to go on a journey a little bit because I've been asking her some things for y'all, all right, for me too, because <laughs> I, I, I teach Sunday school, y'all, and, and girl needs answers, okay? <laughs> so I've been asking things so that we would have be able to discuss, so we'd be able to break this down, because here's the deal. If we don't know, like, it's, it's cool. We can say God is doing the hard reset. I mean, Dr. Price has coined that phrase, and, you know, we can, we can, we can bum off that phrase. Hey, Dr. Price said God's doing the hard reset, you know, and you're going out there and you're putting on your Facebook. But do you understand what it actually looks like and what it means? Do you know? Can you break that down? Because the thing is, if someone were to ask you questions about your rhetoric, you've got to be able to give the answer. Yes. I'm, I'm fine with rhetoric. We, we're using Dr. Price's rhetoric. We are her fruit. I'm using her phraseology. I'm using her understanding. But I've been pressing and digging and asking God to give me revelation because I need to be able to explain it. So each time in Paul and Price show, I've been trying to ask her questions that help us to understand better what does this really look like and what should we be expecting. I asked her what would be the major push from God's apostles in the reset. And if you've been following, you might remember what she said, but she said truth. She said that the apostles are going to reveal the truth and come against false gods. She said it's a God contest and that the real apostles and genuine apostleship would be bringing about the truth of who God is. And here's the deal. You don't bring about the truth unless you're getting ready to expose a lie. The truth comes out when a lie needs to be uncovered. The truth is needed when a lie has been circulating. Think about when a truth, when truth is necessary. When people say, we've got to get to the bottom of this, we need to know the truth. That means that a lie has been ruling and reigning. We have been following a lot of lies. 
a lot of cultural, doctrinal lies. And the apostles are stepping onto the scene. The real reason why God is bringing a revival and a restoration to this mantle is so that the lie that we have been living under gets exposed. Not all things have been a lie, obviously. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't even propose that. But the reality is that culturally, as God's church, we've been living under a veil, and God is about to flip that paradigm. The paradigm is shifting, and it's shifting so that God can make advances. Listen, the shifts are always for God's purposes. It's always for God's reasons. They're never cosmetic. Shifting in God is never cosmetic. It's always for a deep-rooted purpose, and God is moving the ground of what we've been standing on. He's literally shifting the ground. Think about this. We talked about the pyramid, that the fivefold pyramid is shifting. We've had pastors at the top of the pyramid. Is that correct? Would you all agree? Pastors, I love you. Smooches. We've had pastors at the top of the pyramid, and God is flipping that pyramid so that everyone can be in their rightful place. See, we've always thought of this as the sense of, you know, God favoring one office over the other and, 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 and uh, you know, people just saying, well, apostles just want their time in the limelight. No, 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 no. It's not about any of those things. When God makes a shift, it's always about what he's getting ready to do. We don't think about the future, but he has to. We're not always concerned about what God's legacy is or what he's building or what's going to come after us. A lot of times, y'all, we clown Hezekiah, but we are Hezekiah. Are we not? We clown him. Well, I'm not going to be Hezekiah. But we are because we don't think as much about the next generation as God does or about the future that God is building, the legacy that God is leaving. We don't have to think about that. We don't carry that weight on our shoulders, but guess what? God does. So when he makes choices and decisions and says, I'm bringing down a shift, it's because of something that he already has in place and what he needs. So she said the major push, and this is a sign to you that you would know which apostles are speaking for God and which are not. The major push is that apostles are going to be bringing the truth of God and exposing where the other gods have been, exposing where the other gods have been. You're not going to get there with, with an apostle that looks like everybody else right now. Can I just say that? Should I just say that? You should. <laughs> we're not going to get. <laughs> we're not going to get there with apostles with apostles that look just like the culture mm-hmm. of today. Yeah. I know you have your favorite ones. I get it, but we're not going to get there with those, and that's fine. You know, Paul says there's there's vessels of honor and dishonor, and and God uses them all. You know, the, the reality is, y'all, there's going to be a lot of things that are going on in the kingdom that we're seeing going on. Churches growing under falsehood, you know, churches booming under falsehood. That doesn't mean that God isn't on the throne and that his righteousness isn't prevailing. God is moving. Think about how God was moving underground in all of the different scriptural accounts and stories. God always got something going on, and he's always moving with his righteousness. And most of the time, his righteousness just catches you all the way by surprise. Okay. <laughs> Saul was ruling and reigning, and God was building up David. You understand that while God was building up David, preparing him to be Saul's replacement, Saul was still pushing against God, kicking against the goads. <laughs> okay, what's in a name? All right. The, the, the first Saul was kicking against the goads, too. You know, he's pushing. He's, he already knew Samuel gave him the word. Samuel told him, you're going to be replaced. Think about this. For all, that, for all that you're seeing, all of these people in all of their glory, all of these false ministers who are about to be sat down, by the way, in all of their glory, you don't know what God's saying to them in the back room. You don't know that they haven't gotten a word like Eli got. Listen, Eli got the word from the major prophet, and then Samuel reinforced the word, and Eli was still the priest over the people until he died, until God took him off the planet, until Samuel was fully ready. Did all the people that Eli was priesting know? No. 
They didn't know that his mantle was dying. They didn't know that he was completely being rebuked by God and God was done with him. The same way that the subjects of Saul didn't know that David, while he was running and had the wanted signs, was kind of like Robin Hood. He had the wanted signs up on every tree. We want him, his head on the stick. They didn't know that God was done with Saul, completely done. And that he was going to carry out his word. So for all that we're seeing with ministers who are literally walking in rebellion and disobedience to the will of God, you don't know what God has spoken to them in the back room. And you don't know what prophet has prophesied to them their downfall and their demise. That is why you have to know what the word of the Lord is and not go with opinion, popularity, the status quo, or any of those things. You've got to be willing to roll with the word of the Lord as he spoke it to you, whether anybody gets on that bandwagon with you or not, because you don't know what God is doing in the back room. If you don't have the book, When God Goes Silent, you should get it, because she talks about the fact that there can, there's so much residual power and his anointing that it can take years for you to realize that a minister has fallen from grace years. You know why? Cause they live off the residuals of the anointing. And most of the time, the last people to know are the very ministers that God is replacing. <laughs> it's not until the ship is completely sinking that they recognize that the word that, that, that he gave them those 20 years ago, that he wasn't playing, that he meant it. And that's where we're at with God right now. He wasn't playing. He meant it. He's moving seriously. And what Dr. Price has been speaking, God means it. It's not just rhetoric. It's not just something cool to say. God means it. I'm going to let, let P.I.T. Mod speak on that for just a moment because I'm telling you, God is moving. And different, he's been speaking to different prophets. What has he been speaking to you about this reset? How, how have you been prepping yourself? The reality that we as of believers, we as Christians, whoever calls ourselves those who belong to God, have to know the truth ourselves. Yeah. Because this truth is being exposed. There has to be some foundation in you. And what we're finding out there is not too many people know the word. The scripture, the Bible, they're not spending time in it. Yeah. We're going after what we see on the social media, whatever program, our favorite preacher, and using that as doctrine. Yeah. So the reality is God's looking at, it's a sifter too, that, that hard reset is setting it back to what it was originally intended to be. Yes. What was the original state? What did God mean? And in order to do that, you've got to know the word. So when truth starts coming out, you now don't become resistant to it. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you're going to hear a lot of people, well, that's not my, what my apostles say. Absolutely. He's only 25 and he's your father in the ministry. <laughs> Things of that type. God is looking for those that the truth is coming to, that it'll grab a hold of those things that you put in foundation because those are the places we've walked away. Why yeah. does this take place? It, we all have responsibility. The church itself didn't want to learn, didn't want to spend yeah. time with God, wanted it to come quick. With a fast microwave generation, just give it to me, lay hands on me, I'll go to this meeting, I'll pay for that, just give me that word, you got a word for me, yes. and not understanding the accountability to the word, and God is coming after that, yeah. and it's going to be scary in all in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you have to ask yourself how much of, of, of what you're operating off of, how much of what you're believing, where it comes from, and what it's tied to. In this reset process, y'all, you're going to have to ask the hard questions. Where am I at in this right now? What have I been following and why? And where do I actually need to be? Uh, this is a time and a season where you have to question more than any other time. You cannot assume anything. You cannot assume because God is blessing the man or woman of God that they're in right standing with God. We've got to start actually looking at and evaluating what's being said, 
what the fruit of their work is, even the fruit of their people, because a lot of times we just look at numbers and we don't look at the quality, right? So you've got to look at the quality of the fruit. So is the church big but half of the members are homosexual and struggling with some kind of uh, homosexual stronghold? Is the church really, really big but half of the members um, are like mixed Christians where they believe in a lot of Buddhistic practices, a lot of them practice yoga, you know, a lot of them are chasing after different idols and they're mixing a lot with their Christianity. Listen, these are the hard things that we have to recognize because right now it's not about quantity as much as it's about the quality of the fruit. We're going to actually have to start looking at the fruit that we're producing, not just looking at image, but looking at product. This is what we're going to have to start doing. We have to chase down the right things. Um, this is the, you know, this is what God, I believe, is doing to revolutionize. It's people like you, people like us, people like me, people like Dr. Price who are asking the right questions. And, we're, and because we're asking the right questions, listen to this, we're being led down the right path in the right direction. A lot of times you get misled because you're not asking the right questions. You're not, at, you're not investigating the right things. So listen, whatever trail you investigate, that's the path that you're going to be led down. So you ask, how does someone like Dr. Price get where she's got? The questions that she asked, the right ones. And so you've got to be looking not just about are people showing up for this, what kind of people are showing up for this? Not just am I, you know, in a place where there's abundance, well, what kind of abundance and where did it come from? See, we can't just be looking at what are like those, you know, status quo artificial signs of God's favor. We're going to have to flip the paradigm of what we believe God's favor is. We're not going to be able to take ground for God unless we do. If we think that God's favor is what everything artificial that we've been told, or if, or if this, if we use cultural standards yes. to define the favor of God, we're going to be stuck on the wrong side of God's history. That is something that God was speaking to me even as I was preparing for this. He said, but we have to be on the right side of God's history in this moment. And if you're looking for cultural standards to tell you where God's favor is, where his promise is showing up, and what is a sign of his covenant, you're going to be on the wrong side of God's history. God has never, nor will he ever been standing on the side of culture, popularism, and the status quo. He has always, 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 somebody say always, you need to speak that to yourself. He has always gone against the grain of culture, against the grain of worldliness, against the grain of popularity. Jesus was not popular by any stretch. He was looked after, he was sought after, but he didn't fit the realm of popularity like that because he was, well, let's say this. He wasn't popular with what ruled the day. He wasn't popular in that sense. There were, of course, there were crowds seeking him, but think about why they were seeking him for what he was bringing to the table, the power. It wasn't that they were seeking him because he looked like them, talked like them, acted like them, or even, want, even wanted them to, uh, wanted to exemplify what they were doing. They sought after him because he was different. He went against the grain, and everything about him pushed against their status quo. And that's something that God is doing again. Are you all hearing me? I'm going to invite uh, Prophet Tamira to come and, and to sit with us. She's going to join us for just a little bit. Talking about being on the right side of God's history, God was speaking to me about the, the, what Dr. Price has been doing is literally confronting the form of godliness culture. The scripture that says having a form of godliness but no power. This, y'all, listen. This is something that God's real apostles are going to be going hard in the paint after, coming against this form of godliness culture where because now it's it's interesting i've said this in sunday school i feel like it's appropriate to say this again today it's christian against christian here because 
it's the idea of Christianity. Prophet Tamir spoke to this a little bit last night on Wednesday Warriors. Uh, she was talking about the fact that we're going to have to be willing to confront and just straight out say, you're not a Christian. That's not Christianity. Whatever it is that you're doing, that's not it. That's not Christianity. It's getting harder and harder for us to say that because Christianity, listen, is being stretched and stretched and stretched. It's being stretched to include a lot of different things. I really, you know, I don't, uh, I, I don't think that he was the only one, but, but, but we don't, I don't think we recognize even the spirit that moved through Colton Pearson at that time and what he released about inclusionism and all those different things. I don't think we realized at the time that it was going to result in a morphed version of Christians. See, we've always felt like there would be, like the attack against Christianity would be so obvious. It would be so visible because it would show itself as something so different. But Prophet Tala, Chief Prophet Tala released a word, I think maybe two years ago, about something that was coming to specifically the, the millennial generation. And that was this mixture of Christian where we're redefining Christianity. See, we always thought that the attack was going to be uh, paganism and that it was going to be stark paganism that would come against the sacred vows of Christianity. But instead, it has been the new Christians, the new, refined, redefined Christian that is free from every Christian standard that there ever was, that is free from everything that was ever used to define Christianity. And, and instead of finding a new label for themselves, guess what, y'all? They take an ours. They're not, they're not satisfied with coming up with their own name. No, 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 no. They want to take your name. They want to be Christian their own way. I want you to speak on that a little bit because she came after this in Wednesday Words. And this, y'all, listen to me. This is a real reality. This is what Dr. Price is fighting for. As an extension of her mantle, I feel it's appropriate to really speak into that today because this is what this woman of God is fighting for. And this is why she finds herself many times on the outside of everything that's being said because she's recognizing where the real warfare is. I think that that's powerful because... I think you're right when you're talking about um, Carlton Pearson and that. And if we just look at Christianity from that time mm -hmm. until now, yes. I think he uh, assisted, you know. Absolutely. And, and literally expanding the acceptance of that hybrid Christian. Yes. You know, so it was, it was no longer that. No, we, we are going to say that we're Christians. Yes. But we're also going to say that we want to accept other gods and still be a Christian. So we're, all, we're going to still lift up our hands. We're still going to yes. worship. But we're just going to invite, you know, that spirit of secularism into the sanctuary. So it was, it was very, I think it was definitely a, a, uh, a very much a major hit to the body of Christ, yes. but also definitely an awakening to the body of Christ as well to realize, you know, and Dr. Price said, you know, it was more of the change, the hard reset because of the Christian prophetic and bringing us back to biblical prophecy. Yes. And I think with what we saw in that particular era was the expansion of what Christians want. It was all about what you just said earlier. You talked about looking at the fruit that we are producing. Yes. So what happened is we started producing a deformed fruit. And that deformed fruit, like we talked about last night, the Christian Buddhists, you know, you know, and the Christian witches. So now, you know, we can be everything, Christian Muslims. We can now just bring it all together. We're not saying taking Jesus Christ off the table. We're just saying we're going to add other gods to, to the, the table. table. 
And so that's what the issue is for us and what we're dealing with right now with our reset. Oh, yeah, because the agenda against us as Christians is aggressive. Um, You know, I feel like we have felt, especially as American Christians, that we are not under attack you know, in, in the classic sense, because we're not being jailed and, um, you know, we're not being persecuted uh, to, the, to the point that our liberties are being threatened, even though in a sense, mm-hmm. in, in, in many senses we are, you know, this is what the court cases have been about, you know, with right. Christians uh, dealing with uh, the homosexual right. issue and, yeah. and I don't, you know, I don't want to make a cake for you and the right. whole thing right. and having to be in court. So in, in some sense, yes, we've, we've dealt with even some legal persecution, but I think that we have felt overall in a broad sense that we're not under attack because we haven't really realized that the attack and the agenda was to morph us mm. and to change how Christian is defined. Because if we change how Christian is defined, then we can kick out everybody who doesn't line up with the redefinition. You have to understand that the, the, the intelligence of the warfare now has been that we decide what we want Christian to be. Now, I want you to think about this because they're not able to do this with any other faith. Think about it. Mm. There is no redefined is, uh, Islamic person. Right. There isn't. You are if you're if you if you are confessing Islam, there's a certain standard, and this is what you have to do to be Islamic. Um, it's to be Muslim. Okay. Right. So there is no redefined Muslim, and nobody's trying to redefine the Buddhist, and no one's trying to. How about this? No one's trying to re- redefine the Wiccan yes, or the know. witch. In right. fact, what the witch is doing now is saying, "I'm a Christian and a witch." We were just at a women's conference. Okay. This past weekend, and there was a banner that they put up on to, to, to display a woman's website where she says, "I've decided I'm going to be a Christian and a Wiccan because I and a witch because I refuse to give up either. So I'm going to be a Christian witch." Mm-hmm. But wow. that's from years of insemination. <laughs> that's from years of Christian yoga. That's from years of meditation. That's yes. from years of God wants you to have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's from years of self-will. Our soul has desired what it wants, and yes. the soul has led now what we call the new Christian. Exactly. So now when you come up with a bona fide, authentic Christian, you're going to want to fight them. Because Absolutely. my God doesn't say that. He loves right. me. He wants me to be happy. Yes. But we don't take God's mind and his idea as the priority of our lives. Yes. And so now we're going to have authentic Christians fighting right. with those who are so-called Christians that you can tag a label, Chrislam, Christian witch. Right. We're going to have Christian Wicca. Right. There's more to come. We have right. churches that are LGBT, all white, all accepting. We have churches where people cuss. It doesn't matter because God's okay with right. it. That is not the heart and mind of God. And if you don't know, you're going to say it's okay because it, it increases your liberties to right. make you feel that you're free, but you're free to go to hell. Yes. Right. <laughs> But, you know, when, when we first started talking scripturally organic, culturally unmodified, it was very, very important to Dr. Price that scripturally was there because what she was pushing back against was the divorce from scripture mm-hmm. as Christians, how we have been, it's the great pulling away. I want you to think about that for a moment because a lot of this has come, it came, it started with the translations of the scripture. Right. We talked about this a little bit in our Sunday school course, how if you look up the writers of the scripture, their backgrounds, their theologies will help you understand what their goal was in reading the scripture. Right. Dr. Price brought out, 
excuse me, that book, the, the foundations, uh-huh. what is it, what's the proper title? If the Foundations Be Destroyed. If you don't have that, you need to grab that. It's called If the Foundations Be Destroyed. And those of you guys who follow this program, if you already have it, take a quick snapshot of it and post it in the comments so people can see. But it's powerful text because it explains to you what they omitted from the NIV, yes. of what types of things they omitted. And I'm telling you, everything that gives us a definitive identity as Christian. Okay, as people who are offspring of the Lord Jesus Christ and anything that deifies Christ as the only God is removed. And think about how long we've been reading the NIV. I read the NIV as a kid, and it was being mass. Listen, they consider me a millennial. I was born in 81. I was just looking this up uh, to prepare for my article for the Summit Magazine. I guess I'm considered a a millennial. I'm 37 now. They say that millennials in this time are between the ages of 17 and 37, thereabouts, okay? And so my millennial generation, NIVs, were being massively distributed to us when we were young. That was the new version of the B-I-B-L-E. That was what everybody was using. We, everybody was right. coming away from KJV and the V's and the V's, and even NKJV wasn't modified enough. No, no, no. We needed it to sound like how we talk to each other right now. All right? Pretty soon, if we ain't ca- y'all, if we ain't careful, pretty soon we're going to have the slang Bible, all right, where everything's slang, yo, bro, and then Jesus said, bro, we're going to have that. And where are we going to draw the line? Exactly where we're going to draw the line on translations of the Bible. How casual do we really want to get? Because in, in, the, in the casuality and the making the Bible more casual, we, all, we actually sacrifice its truth. Oh so much to the point that, that now you have Christian fed against Christian. You're a biblical Christian. I'm a cultural Christian. Say what to me? Right. So you, you, have, you take your Bible. My Bible says, right. bleh, bleh. Mm-hmm. you know, you can have your little bees and vows. My Bible says. So what do we do? We just created new Bibles to keep redefining the Christian. This is the thing that Dr. Price is working her life's work to come against so that the preservation of what is truly Christ remains. Right. Because in, in the, for, for the sake of culture, we've sacrificed Christ. And again, on the cross. On the altar, he's already been sacrificed once. And for the sake of culture, for the sake of being relevant, mm-hmm. we forgot what being relevant really means. And that was for the guides of evangelical drawing them in. Mm-hmm. Yes. We talked about the seeker-sensitive sen- seeker move right. at Sunday okay. school. We are trying to bring them in because they're leaving the doors of the church mm-hmm. because we're not relevant. Right. So we thought if we became more like culture, a liar, Satan, then we can draw them wow. in. So now when you look at churches, we're like culture. Tattoos from the head to the toe, oh our cleavage showing, whatever we want to do, it's okay. It's about the theater aspect. Dark churches, lots of smoke and mirrors. You know, Dr. Price gets it all the time. Yeah. You can't have the Holy Ghost's glory there, so you're going to put you some smoke and mirrors. Okay? And yeah. productions and shows, because yeah. you come into the theater, and you could be with your own God in the dark. That was about trying to draw the masses in, but the Lord never did that. Right. He never talked about the masses coming in. He talked about the fruit of how people live this out. Yes. The kingdom of heaven is like this, yes. not like earth. So that's where we've lost it. And now it's the guise of keeping the millennium. We're pushing them out the doors of the church. Well, we're not telling them the truth. They like to be concrete. They think they know everything. So let's be honest. Let's tell them the truth. The other day, Dr. Price broke down what it is to be a Christian. Yes. What does that mean to your very DNA? Right, Why good. the blood of Jesus has to be in you, in your Come physical on. being? They need answers like that because guess what? 
the other guys are trying to explain it to them. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the body of Christ is lazy, too. Absolutely. Because from that article, you know, real basic, we lazy. Absolutely. You know, even from the, uh, the article that we read, mm-hmm. it just showed that people want to have, what's the popular phrase now? Sunday what? Fun day. <laughs> Sunday fun day. Is that gonna help the you thing on is, Monday? we <laughs> and it's not going to help you on, on Monday. Monday. <laughs> but the issue is the world is crazy. He's still crazy. We don't want to work hard for Jesus Christ because even in his in his survey when he decided to come up with the uh, seeker sensitive movement, yes. it all concluded that we don't want to be in church for long hours. Yeah. We don't want to hear long sermons. We don't want praise and worship to be that long. Now, we're, now, these are the same people who will go to school for 10 and 20 yes. years okay. to literally, manuals. yes, for their, you know, their oh, career absolutely. and their profession. Oh, absolutely. So I guess what we're recognizing <laughs> is the issue that we're dealing with with the modern-day church is that we think that as we are living here on earth, that there will be no benefit of for living for Jesus Christ That's after good. we leave the planet. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's, it's basic. We failed in basic Hebrews 11. You know, he that comes to God must first believe that he is. That's when, yes, I did say that correctly, that we failed him in that, believing that he is, and second, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, we failed in the basic things, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if we look at whether or not we're pleasing God, and if God is saying that we're not, and that this is the reason for the reset, then we can directly tie our, our his displeasure with our unbelief, right. our inability to believe. We've done a lot of things in the body of Christ and with God's word and with his people and with his precious church because of our unbelief, because of our lack of faith. See, we've looked at the the parables and the gospels, and we hear him say it many, many times, your faith has redeemed you. Your faith has saved you. You who lack faith or you of little faith. And we've tossed that word around so much that we have forgotten its importance to the Lord. Wow. But Hebrews says that without faith, so when you're in unbelief, you can't do a thing to please him. And so the state of the church, unbelief. Dr. Price said something. I was speaking with PIT Mod earlier about the show, and I asked her, I said, what is God's major issue right now that he's trying to address? Why is he doing this with the hard reset? Why is he coming against us with his hard hand? And she said, lack of courage. Mm-hmm. And do you know what he spoke to me about courage? He said, courage it, it turns, and lack of courage is cowardice, yep. and cowardice comes from unbelief. Mm. Cowardice is a product of unbelief. Wow. When you don't believe you are a coward, you will not be able to move in anything. What happened to Peter on the water? He moved into cowardice, and that's what caused him to sink. And listen, I love Peter, all right? Thank you, Peter for being the key to the church and being the cornerstone. But he slipped into cowardice and he fell in that water. And Jesus' courage had to pick Peter up. And this is where we're at with the church right now. I was talking about Judges 4, Deborah, Barak. What was that whole thing about? I was rereading that account. Deborah, the prophet, praise God, spoke to Barak. And she said, didn't God say? Her charge against him was that he was unwilling to go with the word of the Lord. It wasn't just that she said, hey, it wasn't like this. The conversation didn't go down like, hey, aren't we supposed to be fighting right about now? Like, isn't there a battle that we should be doing? And then Barak was like, no, girl, I ain't gonna go unless you go. No. She said to him, didn't God say? And then she repeated the word of the Lord. 
And even in the face of the word of the Lord, he refused. Mm, that is the height of cowardice in the, and the height of unbelief. In the face of the my goodness, come on, that's good. In the face of the word of the Lord, where God's word was spoken to him again, he moved into unbelief, and cowardice was the result. His statement of, I ain't going to go unless you go, was a cowardly statement. And the reason why he was bold in his cowardice is because he was bold in his unbelief of the word of the Lord. We as a church are being bold cowards because we are in unbelief. We We don't have courage because we've fallen in our faith. We don't know our God. We don't know our God. know him. So we're going to seek other things, and we will be cowards, right. and we won't believe him because we don't know him. Right. And that's why Dr. Price goes after, but you need to know your God, yes. that he is a person, not a religion, not a system, not a process, not a thought, not something to be mixed with others. Right. If you don't know your God, you will not be mighty. That's you right. will not do great exploits. No. That's and right. That's what we're facing. Thank you, Jesus. That's good. And also, you know, some of Dr. Price has said over the years that competence what? Breathe Breathe confidence. confidence. And because the church right now is not competent, yes. and also another major issue is something that Dr. Price has been hammering is what the church is void of truth. Absolutely. You know, this whole, you know, the charismatic prophetics is showing us, and we move away from biblical prophetics, the church does not know the Bible. Absolutely. So you cannot get the backing and the powers of knowing the author of the scriptures when the only thing you know is what you feel, what your apostle said, what your pastor said, but we can't find what any of those people say in the scriptures. Yes. Or we're misquoting the scriptures. Yes. So one of the other major issues is the fact that we don't, we are, the church is, has void, is void of truth yes. and also void of courage. Oh, absolutely, because it's a chain effect. So, mm-hmm. the, so what, what you have to understand is why do we need to get back to the Bible? It's not a, 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 an issue of, like, a piety. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a snobbery type right. of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, because we don't know God, we just look at faith in all of these religious symbols, okay? Mm-hmm. So when someone says when you get back to the Bible, you just shake it off as them being a holy roller. Right. You know, holier than thou. You, know, you don't know more than me. You can't say you know more than ha, ha. And this, all of that is right. missing the point. Mm-hmm. There is a chain of events that happens. Dr. Price wrote an article, um, and it talked about um, the uh, in God's encoded creation. It was all about what the Bible was meant to do. Mm-hmm. The Bible is meant to reveal God. That's why we have to get back to the Bible. So if we created all of these different versions of the Bible, then we don't know what God we're revealing. And right. that's the point. That's the point of redoing the scriptures, changing them. Listen yes. to me. It wasn't just a translation, y'all. They changed them. Get yes. that book if the foundations be destroyed, and you will understand. Do not take our word for it. Go get it. Because mm-hmm. they, we need to have an if the foundations were destroyed 2.0, 3.0, so we can take all of those other Bibles and figure out what they took out too. The Message oh, wow. Bible, the NLT, oh. what are they taking out? Because the point was so that they could reveal to you a different God. The God of the scriptures, that is the point. The, the point of getting in your scriptures is that you would know your God. And what did P.I.T. Ma just quote from Daniel? Those that know their God will do great exploits for him. So if we don't know our God, we definitely can't step up in faith. It it makes us put our faith in something else. Listen to me. It makes us put our faith in something else. It's not so much that we have a lack of faith. It's where we're putting it. The, 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 The reconstruction of God's holy word. 
the modification of God's holy word has resulted in the worship of other gods. Well, what it resulted in is forming the God of your understanding. Absolutely. So these these, uh, translations, Mm -hmm. these versions, the message, and so on, Mm -hmm. now you can understand this God better so you can serve him better because he's here to serve you. And in doing that, we cause people now to move in that form of godliness right. and yes. that false Christ that you will fight tooth and nail to say, yes, it's yes. okay that I'm a Christian. Right. Yes, yes. Jesus. I mean, I if you read the Bible, why would that make sense mm-hmm. to you? I, I don't get it. Right. So we're saying the God that who wrote the original scriptures that says his word changes not. Right. He's the yes. same yesterday, yeah, today, yeah. and forever. It's changing his mind because he, he got somebody else to rewrite it for you mm-hmm. so you can understand it better. But they don't have to rewrite your medical textbook. Oh. They don't have to rewrite anything else you're into, but they have to rewrite the Bible. Yes, He's yes, done yes. this man, as says, Dr. Price's, a just justice, and we're yes. losing his church. But the reality is he needs mighty people for what is on the land. Yes, if you yes, look yes, around yes. you outside the doors of the church, pay attention. The kids are the next one they're coming after. Okay, oh, yeah. we have a generation of kids that have never been in, in church. Right. We're yes. talking about never been in church. No what in the world is that? No foundation, no understanding of Jesus, but they understand Harry Potter, right. all the other things that are on top, all the witchcraft and everything else, and even how to be LGBT if they choose to. Oh, absolutely. Right. Okay, so the God of understanding told you you can pick your sex if you want to, and we think that's only out there. No, it's in the church right. because we're saying, all the way let's in the welcome it in. It's okay with us. We're going to be okay because we want to be all-inclusive. These are the types of things that apostles and prophets come to destroy. So pull down those high places and say they cannot remain because God will get his inheritance. Well, because as long as we keep calling it a practice and a behavior and not a God and a spirit, we're losing the war. We're losing the battle because the reality is the reason why the reason why all of those cultural practices are having a form in the church, the cultural practice like the tattooing, the, right. the, the um, help me, the transgenderism and all those different things, even the homosexuality in the church, the reason why it's a problem is because it is denying the power of God to have taken you from that God and put you under his power. That is what Paul meant. He said in, in 2 Timothy, I'm going to go to that scripture because we really have to hit this hard. This is what the reset is all about. This is what true apostleship and the true prophetic should be doing. Exposing the gods that are tied to these behaviors. Because if we call the spade a spade, then we'll be able to recognize you are actually serving an idol at the altar of God. And we could we, we could begin to change this thing. But as long as we keep it under the realm of just a practice, a personality, and a behavior, and we don't tie it to the deity that inspired that behavior, we're going to lose. He says in 2 Timothy, he says, listen, I want to read 2 Timothy 3. But know this. In the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brooder, despisers of brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Listen, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. When people stand in your face, as cultural as they want to be, and tell you, but I'm still accepted in the beloved, they're telling you to their face they're serving another God, that, that, that Jesus, they deny the power of Jesus to have taken them from the power of Satan wow. to the power of God. That is Acts 26, 18, and what Dr. Paula Ann Price has been trying to tell us for 20 years, that that was the problem. Right. 
that that was the issue. See, that's why it says, I never, I was trying to understand, God, what, is, what did you mean denying its power? Right. Denying the power of Christ to change you yeah. so that you can literally try to yeah. sit in the face of Christ and yeah. tell him, oh, I'll worship you how I want to. Mm-hmm. I'll worship you with my other gods right next right. to me right. and right. try to say something to me. And this is what's happening to us as biblical, scripturally organic Christians. We've got people who are serving out of idolatrous, rebellious, pagan people. That's who they really are. That's why he's about to do a Dagon in the church. He's going to cut all their heads off and expose you in it. So the hard reset is about reset, come on back in. Get cleaned up, get that new spirit, get that new heart, because that stuff there is foul. It's profane before the Lord. And you know what he does with things that are profane? He gets rid of it. He gets rid of it. Well, and also when we're talking about the power shift, too, Mm -hmm. what happened when you bring the church out of divine order? What are you saying? We're saying that we are literally denying the power forces. Absolutely. And who are the power forces? That would be our apostles. That would be our, what, our prophets. We literally decided that we no longer wanted power at the top. Absolutely. When, even when you look at the military, what happens? You know, we have the military, we have the soldiers, but when we need to get a real thing done in America, yeah. what do we bring in? The special forces. Absolutely. And because guess what? The average what? Private or the average soldier cannot do the job of those that have been, what, specialized and really equipped for the hard things. So the heart reset means literally bringing back God's power players. And who are God's power players? God's power players are first apostles. First apostles, y'all. And so when you're denying the power, God said what? When he was talking in Luke and he was talking to the apostles, what did he say? It is to you to know the mysteries. It was nobody else was sitting in yes. that circle. Yes. It yes. wasn't yes. the pastors. We love yes. the pastors. He wasn't the even you know, even the evangelists. No, he said, but to the apostles I reveal my mysteries. So the church has had no power because they've not allowed the apostles and the prophets in. So guess what? You have not allowed the mysteries in, and those mysteries open up God's power. Those mysteries open up God's eternal revelation. Those mysteries open up God's eternal wisdom. Those mysteries open up God's eternal knowledge. And what is the church void of knowledge? The church is void of wisdom. The church is void of revelation. The church is void of God. Yes. And so we have to shift this thing back and allow God's power force, the specialized force that's assigned to lead the body of Christ and the nation of Jesus Christ back to him. Absolutely. But when you look at that in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, and you talk about the power, mm-hmm. the order, the power, we look at the fact that he says, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healing, okay. health, health, administration, varieties of tongue. We are we don't have that power. Right. So we fabricate miracles. Absolutely. We swing things right. around okay. and people swoon and fall out, <laughs> but their lives are not being changed. Right. Okay. So we're not even looking at this whole order that he had established. Right. So there is no power because the miracles are not coming. The signs are not coming. The wonders are not coming. So when God brings out these new apostles, you're going to see the signs, the miracles, right. all right. of that will follow with lives being changed. Right. Not an overnight thrown on the floor. You feel better in two days, but lives being changed for generations to come because we're missing the seriousness right. of the hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is saying there's so much more coming on the earth. Right. You don't have no clue. No. You care about yourself, how good you feel, what the word you're going to get, and yeah, 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 your purpose, your plan. What about his purpose? Right. What about our eyes opening to what the governmental chambers right. of the nations are planning 
for humankind. Oh, yeah. Pay attention. I still go back to what Chief Tala did at the uh, TPTI, the mm-hmm. Prophet Conference, profound, yeah. that we need to begin to research, study, see what's already being planned for 20 to 30 years. That's when your grandkids are going to be grown. Right. And if they don't know God, for those of you who have them, they will not be able to stand strong against right. what's coming. Right. And God is trying to grow up a potent people that can move in the signs, yeah. that can move in the wonders, that can see the unseen and deal with it. But we're still stuck. Oh, I just want to have my next tattoo. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do what I want to do with my wife in the bed. The crazy stuff mm-hmm. that we have out there is unbelievable. Feeding flesh, but not raising up the spirit of the people of God. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's mistaking what cultural Christianity was really meant to do. It's meant to weaken you so that you cannot begin to even want to fight for God. That's what you have to recognize. All of your cultural practices, you you ask yourself, why do I have to let that go? Because I think that we struggle because we don't have prevalent. I'm going to say prevalent because my apostle speaks the truth, so we have it here in Tulsa. Okay, so anytime y'all want to come out here. Anytime you want to come out here, just come out here because I have I have an apostle that's speaking the truth. So I'll say that it's not prevalently being spoken, but because of that, we don't really understand what's wrong with a lot of these cultural things, um, and that it's meant to weaken you and put you in a state where you cannot fight for God and can't even want to. That's the reality we have. What what PIT Monatic is speaking to is that she said we have to open our eyes and be able to see what's actually happening. You know, your little tattoo is. You're looking at it as just your personal expression. You're thinking to yourself, what really is the big idea? And that's because you're not thinking about the ramifications of that being widespread and what it opens you up to believing. See, one thing where you you, you, uh, literally bow, right, to culture it softens you for the next thing, yeah. right? Which, which you know this, y'all, we know this. You know what I'm speaking is the truth because what has our entertainment taught us? We're completely desensitized to a lot of really gruesome things now. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just watching SVU Marathon, you'll be so desensitized by, by the end that you're like, I mean, I'm desensitized to the most horrific, right. gruesome, yeah. morbid things because of just a continual drip. All right, so your your one tattoo opens you up. So you don't recognize it opens you up to being sensitized to devils, demonic influences, idols, other gods, other spirits, and all those different things. And if we would call, I'm telling you, if we could get to the place, y'all, where we can call this thing for what it is, then we can actually start to change some things for God. We have pushed back against change in Christianity. We don't want a Christianity that changes us. And because we push back against change, we're not actually getting or living a real Christianity. There is no Christianity without change. Uh, Your entire DNA changes. Dr. Price spoke on this again. I have to tell you if you missed it yesterday you got to go back on her facebook and watch the message that she preached i she's been talking about the blood and i'm going to keep listening because i really want to get what she's been speaking about but the reason why you have to be a born again christian not somebody who just wears a label she said this when we were in iowa uh, this past weekend with Apostle Stephanie Moody's congregation in Iowa, Des Moines. Um, she talked about the fact that many people today are not saved because of the way that they entered yeah. Christianity. Right. This is a hard conversation that we have to have. I led a girl to the Lord this, that weekend at the altar, and because of the teaching of Dr. Price, the, the, the class I taught at Price on Salvation, I was able to properly lead her in a prayer of salvation. Before, I would have prayed the same prayer that everybody else prayed. 
Exactly. Jesus coming to my heart. Listen, you've got to listen. You've got to go back. I think that we taped her, her message in Des Moines, right? I think that we taped that too. But the, the, the door of salvation, one of the things that the reset is going to do is really change the door of salvation to back to what it actually used to be. Right. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And even that teaching, see, it went over our head. Jesus is teaching and Nicodemus went over our head. Sunday school story over the head, didn't really think about what was being said there, didn't think about the connection with Ezekiel. Dr. Price was the first one that helped me understand the connection with I will change out your heart, right, from the heart of stone to the heart of flesh, to the fact that the exchange of hearts, what we're missing right now, the millennial cultural Christian has no changed heart. Just watch them. Don't take my word for it, y'all. I'm just a prophet speaking out here in the wilderness. Don't take my word for it. Look at the fruit of their life. Look at their fruit. Look at look at all of it. Look at their body. Look at their cultural practice. Look at who they express themselves as. And if you knew your research, if we were intellectual Christians and we did our research, we'd be able to call the God they have on. Oh, no, that's, that's not, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Wow. And you build a call the name of the God that they have expressed. And the reason why sometimes people want to pin Dr. Bright to the wall is she's going to call that God out. She's not going to be like, oh, that's just your personal expression. No, no, no. She's going to call that spirit for what it is. That low neckline you got on, all that she's going to call you out. And it's not going to be about your personal expression. Why? Because apostles always know it's about God and nations. She talked about that last week. She said apostleship is not about church and people. Apostleship is about God and nations. It's always about calling out the spirit of a thing. Being apostolic and prophetic wasn't about anything they told you. It wasn't about being mean. It wasn't about being callous. It wasn't about being loud. It was about being able to recognize what is the spirit of God and what isn't, period. That's it. Being able to recognize what's God and what's not. And we've lost that basic ability, which is why we're where we're at in in the church. But this is why God's changing it. Listen, God is not out of control in his church. He's like, y'all can do what you want to do. I'm going to change this. I'm getting ready to change it. And I'm not going to act. I'm getting ready to do it. He's never out of the scope of control. Sovereignty means what it means. He just said, I'm going to change it. You're just not going to have that no more. He decided, oh, what did we talk about earlier? He decided when he wanted Israel to change, I don't want you anymore. And Saul begged and cried, I don't care. I don't want you. I'm putting somebody else. He just changes it when he wants to. She talked about the hard resets and how there have been continual, habitual hard resets throughout the Bible. When God is done, he's done. He'll change it. He doesn't have to wait on you. So we, what we have to look at, here's what we have to look at. Are you going to be a part of God's change or are you going to be an adversary to it? Because you've got to choose. Well, and when you have to choose because he's going to change it, what does that mean? That means you either go with him or like the children of Israel, you either die. Because I think that's the real reality yes. of the doctrine that's been teaching, that we've heard for so long, especially nowadays. We, we're hearing that, you know, but Jesus still loved me. What was, I think, so sophisticated about this whole, the whole secret sensitive and everything that we moved into, it was about us changing our lives and changing the system of the body of Christ to make you think that we come first. Yes. yes. I think that that was so sophisticated yes. because they shifted. If you, if you really think about it, we shifted the attire to just say, you know, like just once, you know, God won't mind if we just do this like once a month, you know, Absolutely. just wear like we're just dressing down, but we're still putting like the logo of our church on yes. our church 
Well, we're and just wearing shirts with logos. And Jesus is kind of just kind of like, you know, he, we are living in a new world. Yes. You know, and now in this new Don't world, we got, you know, he's done with that Old Testament thing. Yeah. You know, we moved into the New Testament. So, you know, let's just dress down a little bit. And this this whole worship music thing, we always, you know, we're tired of hymn news, you know. Yeah. We don't have to say piss so sweet every Sunday. We don't have to sing Amazing Grace Every, Every Sunday. Sunday. And so let's just shift this music just a little bit. We still love the older generation. We love yeah. you. We're not trying to eradicate you. We're just going to add on top of it a little bit. Yes. He loves us. Probably his favorite song. Not my favorite. <laughs> so we shifted the music to be more about how God feels about us. Yes. So we shifted the music, we shifted the attire, and guess what? We shifted the Bible. No judgment. No judgment. And the no message religion. of the Bible. We shifted no the we, yes, we shifted that message of the Bible. Absolutely. And we, even with the different versions of the Bible. Yes. We mm-hmm. took out a whole lot. And in that move of the 70s and 80s, the NIV became extremely popular. Yes. Everybody all of a sudden was like, the NIV, the NIV. And now look at what are the fruit of removing the true scriptures, the author of the scriptures, what happened to the church. Absolutely. But it was insidious because while this was happening in the church, it was happening in the world in terms yes. of no regard for authority. Mm-hmm. We have the right. You talked about the democratic sense of how we think God thinks. Like when we get to heaven, right. we get to tell him how we like it. Right. Uh, the place he's preparing for us in heaven is about what we want, yes. how good we've been to him. We got to right. places we felt like martyrs just because we love Jesus. Right. And we tried to share him with our friends at work or whatever. Right. And so to the point that we were doing on both ends, the regard and the authority of the Lord was being pushed out of the church and in the world, no sense of authority. We, yes. we could speak on anyone we want. You see right. what we do with President Trump? Wow. Whatever, yeah. you, whatever you think, he is still the President right. of the United right. States, exactly. which puts him at a high seat, which puts him with the authority that God needs for him to do what he needs to do. Amen. But we don't, we don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So we think that works and we don't realize how the world has entered into the church and the church has put that on the world yes. as well because wow. we have no regard for authority. Mm-hmm. We should be lax with you because we can come boldly into the throne of grace yes, and right. get our needs met. My goodness. Wow. And what does wow. God get out of it? A culture crafted Christian. Absolutely. Right. Well, right. because we didn't ask what our compromises were costing. Mm-hmm. See, like kids, see, kids, don't, kids don't ask what the cost is. You understand? Kids just ask. They want it and they do it. And they don't ask the cost. We didn't ask God what it cost him. We didn't ask God what casual Sunday multiplied would cost him? Did it cost him a little bit of his holiness? And we were willing to risk it. See, we decided what we were willing to risk of his. We decided. Well, I, I'm willing to take a little bit of that holiness of God away. I'm willing. Right. So then we, and, and because we, again, because of the leadership paradigm, pastors, again, member smooches, but because of the pastors at the top of the paradigm, pastors aim to please the people. That's just what your mantle is. War. It's designed to help you to be able to shepherd. Your your right. goal is to make sure that your people are comfortable, and that's fine. Where the pastors have a place, but because they've been ruling the church, mm. right? Okay, what we got was well, I'm willing to compromise in this area. My church mm. is willing to compromise in this area, and because this is what we believe, and you never thought of that belief multiplied. You know, that's oftentimes I was I was a uh, this was several months back. Um, I was listening to a a really popular prophet talk about tithing. 
And the reason that I stopped following this particular prophet is because they began to talk about the fact that they believed that tithing was way overrated and completely useless and that the, that the people who were tithing ought to really put their money elsewhere into their own dreams and calling. Wow. And I sat down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That actually happened. That's wow. real life. That's real life. The names of the guilty I'll protect for the sake of the broadcast. <clears throat> However, real life, I sat down with Chief Robertola. We talked about this, and I said, Robertola, you know why I'm done with this particular person? Mm-hmm. Because that concept multiplied will bankrupt God's church. Right. And I'm sure they never thought about it, right? It's cool. Let's do bango. This is what I believe today. I'm coming against the old heads. We ain't tied to no more. Tighten out. We're not, okay, multiply that. Exactly. Right. So every single person in the body of Christ takes your advice. Everybody. Nobody ties. Nobody gives money because he wasn't just talking about tithing. He was talking about don't give your money to God's purposes. Oh, no. Go because these churches are asking you to tithe and they shouldn't be asking you anyway. So don't give your money. Go take your money and pursue anything that God has been calling you to do. Wow. Now, with irresponsible irresponsible messages that we do in the body of Christ. And this is what God's dealing with. So now take that mandate that you believe is so righteous and multiply it by everybody doing that. And now we're not asking no questions, right? So you're not asking that person, is that actually what God called you to do? Because do you recognize that people think that God called them to do a lot of things? And he has not. But we're not asking any questions. We're just telling them blanketly to go do this being irresponsible. But that is what you also must do for yourself. So I, I obviously made the decision to distance myself from this person because I thought, that's crazy. And I think that you're about to get burned for this. So I'm not going to be close to the fire. I'm distancing myself from you because I really don't think that's a good idea what you have just done. But think about your decisions. And those of you all who are pastors over your churches, prophets over your houses, apostles over your houses, think about your decisions. Multiply that by the entire body of Christ. Is that going to cost God? Right. And how much? How much is it going to cost him? Your compromises, multiply it. How much did he lose? Your decision, your personal expression that day, that personal moment to you, what did it cost him? If we ask those questions, we would be at a different place. Yeah, oh my goodness, that's powerful. I think, too, you know, when you're thinking about that, that's what we never do. You know, I think that's why we do need. You know, well, we know that we need the apostles and prophets. You know, we were talking about that yesterday because one of the greatest things an apostle is going to make you do, and our chief apostle, think about okay. God the person. Yes. Think about God the person. Think about his kingdom okay. and think about his people. You know, the thing now we think about the people first, but we don't think about God the person yes. first. And so we come up with these ideas, and a lot of these doctrinal shifts, that have literally taking us off track mm-hmm. when we're talking about, you know, um, Heigl and we're talking about Pearson, what is the thing that they did to take the church off course? Is It was their personal belief system yeah. about the body of Christ and what it should have or what it shouldn't have. When you study them, nobody ever comes back and say to you that they can say, thus saith the, the Lord. Lord. And that's what the issue is. The apostle is always going to say, but this is what God is saying. The prophet is always going to say to you, but this is what God is saying. And you can always know a doctrinal shift is from a, from a doctrine of a devil yes. is when it comes from yes. their 
personal experience because when you study a lot of them, you know, I was upset about my grandparents and, and I yes. was upset about my grandfather when the sermon said just because they became an alcoholic and they left the Lord for 20 years that they would not go to heaven, that they would go to hell. Yes. Oh, our church shifted into universalism based off someone's yes. belief system and we did not know that this person literally shifted in their heart. That's why God says he takes out the heart and give you a new heart because this person literally meditated on something and literally concocted something to shift the body of Christ because of their personal opinion and their personal offense and their little issue with Jesus Christ. So now because you have an issue with the Lord, you decide that you're going to shift the body of Christ because you not not only do you have an issue with the Lord, but you wrong. Mm Well, and oh, and what I think that this is important, what Prophet Tamir is ministering right now, because what has happened is that we've taken personal offense to public platform. So, I, I mean, I want you to, to just nail it down. you got to nail down certain doctors, because you talked about, you know, the, the whole uh, inclu- uh, inclusionism, because someone was offended that they didn't want to believe that their loved ones were in hell. Well, that also goes with family first, too, which we've yes. talked about on this program. Dr. Price has talked about avidly. She's put the challenge out, and no one's been able to meet it yet. Maybe if you're new to the program, maybe you can, but it's nowhere in Scripture. Find it for us. We'd love to see it, because it's nowhere in there. It's not, not a mandate of Christ at all, but think about where it might have come from. I would love for somebody to track that down. Who said that first? And what was their problem? Because Dr. Price said to this, said this, and I thought this was powerful. She said, but hold on. If Jesus was willing to put himself, if God was willing to put his son on the cross, he put his family on the cross, why aren't you putting your family on the cross? What? Why is your family more important than God's family? So your family isn't going to be sacrificed. You're not, I'm sorry, but didn't the father of our faith Abraham put Isaac on the altar and would have went through with it if the angel hadn't intervened? Yeah, but the translation, he died so I could be free. He paid all that price. Don't you get it? So now I can live the abundant life, the the life that he meant for me to live with my family, with my purpose, with my plan, with my needs, and everything will always be the way I need it to be because he sacrificed all for me. Oh, wow. Don't you know? (laughs) I love it. <laughs> Isn't this the people of God? People of God, we love y'all. We we can impersonate people of God real good. Uh, absolutely, uh, except for the fact that uh, then after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Christ, Paul says, "I count everything as rubbish that I might gain Christ." Like all things are lost <laughs> to me <Wow>. except for Christ. <laughs> I die so that Christ could live in in me. And even when he was on the planet, what he spoke about, what it cost to follow him, did he not say, take up your cross and follow me? See, we have to, we got to tie down these doctrines because we're, again, so out of the Bible. One of the goals of the the reset, one of the goals of true apostleship is to bring us back to, as Prophet Samir said, what God actually said, bring us back to the word of the Lord and to bring us out, guys, bring us out of these cultural conversations, bring us out of these doctrinal belief systems that are not rooted and grounded in the word of God. You cannot get on these bandwagons unless you understand where these bandwagons come from. Where does that thing family first? You know, I was listening to a minister you're talking about the fact that, well, because God doesn't support divorce, then he definitely supports family first. No, God actually supports you being in a godly union that wouldn't even be getting to the brink of divorce because it would have been God 
ordained. You know, there are a lot of things that God has to speak about those things. It's, it's unfair to pin those things on God right. like that. Well, I mean, God hates divorce. So, you know, my, my, my marriage is struggling. So that means that I need to leave the work of God that I'm doing, go work on my marriage and get that together. We twist around the whole thing about right. the bishops and all those different things. Right. Actually, God requires all of it. When he was talking to the bishops, he spoke to them about all of it. They had to keep their family in order and they had to yes. obey the call. They had to do both. He didn't tell them one or the other. Okay, he didn't speak to the bishop and say, go home and quit the ministry, get your, get your kids to obey you, and then come on back. No. He said, your kids better obey you, or else you don't have no business telling the church to obey you. So get it together. That was a get it together message that we have twisted around to suit our personal preferences. Because you don't want to be at the church 24-7. It now has become the word of God that he doesn't want you there. Listen, there are a lot of things that you don't want to do that God's like, I don't care. This is what I want. And you have to deal with that. You don't go around changing God's mandates because of your personal preferences and what you do or do not want to do because you don't want to put your things at risk. Listen, you got to put it all on the altar. Everything's got to be on the altar. Your kids, too. Your marriage, too. Because if God can't keep it, nobody can. And if he can't keep it while you're serving him, it can't be kept. And then if it can't be kept, then you need to ask the right question. Why can't this be kept? Why doesn't God care that my marriage is going down in flames? And why isn't he keeping it? Because, see, we blame in the wrong things. You're blaming your service to God, and you might need to look a little deeper. If it can't be kept by God, it can't be kept, period. Well, didn't Dr. Price clear that up? Because in heaven, there's no what? No marriage. So you don't have to worry about it. Okay? So your main idea is to do the will of the Lord. If that comes along, fine. If it doesn't, because it's not in heaven. So let's move beyond what we right. think should work for us on earth while we're trying to make it more heavenly and be a people that God can turn into vessels that look like we're heavenly, right. that we would be portals that would open up heavenly realms around people, that we would understand God's will. We won't go marry a devil and then ask God to fix them up. And okay. then use family first. And God can oh. kidnap. <laughs> kidnap, y'all. Come on. So the reality for God, he's not concerned with that. He's concerned about making things the way he has already planned them. And we, as officers, as those who serve him, that's what our life is about. If your family comes along, great. If it doesn't, then deal with it and Uh keep coming. Cut your, what is it? Cut that arm off. Plus that eye out if it offends. Oh, but Lord. you're talking Bible, T T Ma. That's a lot of Bible. Okay. She, listen, y'all, that's a lot of Bible that she's talking right now. And see, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't really do the Bible like that, you know. Um and we <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's that it's that kind of thing that we are pushing back against. You're asking, you know, what is my role in the reset? You've got to figure out what God wants you to push it back against because as Dr. Price spoke about that courage aspect, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna take a lot of courage in this season to push back against the cultural church, to push back against the cultural version of the Christian. We've got to really come after the false versions of Christians. And let me tell you, when I say we have a fight on our hands, we have a fight on our hands. Because listen, these people, here's what's worse. I'd almost rather deal with someone who just said they hated God, that they didn't believe in God, right. that they didn't believe in his power. Like, I feel much more comfortable having a conversation with that person. It's the person that tells me they love him with all their heart and they believe that they're right in their service to him and how they're serving him. That's the harder conversation. That's the one I'd rather just skip. I'm like, Jesus, can you give me a pagan? Like, I can't even. I, it's, hard, it's harder for me to deal with the false Christian. I would just rather deal with somebody who's straight out demonic, who's straight out just out of God. Like, that's easier to me. The lines, the lines are easier. The, the, the most tiring conversation in the planet is with somebody who's calling themselves a Christian and they not. 
Like, just give me somebody who's not calling themselves a Christian at all. Like, I would rather witness to that person than to have to try to save a person who thinks they're saved. Do you know how hard that is? You know how difficult that is? That is the fight, y'all. That is our warfare right now. We have to push back against people who are utilizing the title Christian, and they are not Christian. People who have robbed our status, robbed your citizenship, and claimed it as their own, because we are a nation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christianity, as Dr. Price has explained thoroughly on this program, is not a religion, but a person. So people have literally hijacked our identity. It's like they stripped your DNA, and they're putting it in themselves, and they took it illegally. And we have to push back. The reset is about redefining what it actually is, and God exposing, which means the line in the sand is about to become very visible. My goodness. And the warfare is coming right home to the altar of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have to look to your right and to your left. And instead of, we, we, now we're going to really be saying neighbor. And instead of just being like, neighbor, God bless you. My neighbor, who are you? Who are you? My neighbor, who are you? And what God do you actually yes. profess? And one of the things that apostleship is going to start revealing is the gods that we're at war with. Apostleship is about God and nation. Yes. Dr. Price wrote a book called Eternity's Generals. If you are called to apostleship, see, this is the era of Eternity's Generals. I'm trying to tell you, Eternity's Generals is about to find its day. I prophesied that on this program. It's about to go through the roof because the climate is shifting. And real apostles are going to begin to search in droves for the truth about their office and the truth about what they're supposed to do. Because I'm telling you, God is using Dr. Price's voice to snap us to wake us up from our stupor, to tear off the veil. She's doing exactly what Acts 26, 18 said to do. Open their eyes. Turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. And when people start to turn, they're going to be looking for revelation. They're going to be looking for the wisdom of God. If you don't have that book, you need to get it. Eternity's General. Listen, the tagline, Dr. Price is always so on point. The tagline is called The Wisdom of Apostleship. Eternity's Generals. The full title is The Wisdom of of apostleship. If you don't have this text and you are an apostle or you are called to apostleship, you need to have it. You need to get it because in this book she talked about the apostolic climate, the Messiah's apostolic climate, the climate that that triggered and burst the coming yeah, of Christ. Right. It was no mistake in history when Jesus yeah, came. Right, she right. talked about the fact that God waited until a lot of things had come into their fullness for Jesus to come so that he could wrap up everything that had happened and put it all under subjection. So he waited until many things were full grown. Right, no. which is why she talks about the fact that the Bible addresses all of it. Yeah, all right. of our depravity is in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really not, we don't actually have to go out of the scriptures to find out what God wants to say today because everything, all the depravity that you can think of, it's all under there and it's all in there. And he came at a time where it was at its height, right. the apostolic climate where, listen, where other gods, idolatry, when idolatry was at its highest, a lot of the problems that we have, even with cowardice, stem from idolatry, the the presence of other gods. If you listen, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but we're just going to go there. If you're dealing with that to a large degree, the cowardice and culture has brutalized you and bullied you and put you into cowardice, there's a presence of another God somewhere there that you have invited, courted, and allowed. 
and you got to kick that thing out. Yeah. You want to talk about getting ready for the reset, uh, you don't have to kick out your God. Our, a prof, our, our own prophet in the house, Prophet Pat, brought this word uh, maybe like four months ago or so about getting ready your household gods, about getting ready your gods. You're going to have to go to the depths of your soul and start kicking the other gods out. Listen, you may have thought that you were serving God with all your little heart, but unless you were evaluating what was in that heart, you don't know. And you're going to have to start kicking out the presence of those other deities. I'm telling you, apostleship is about kicking the other gods in their face. And you're going to have to begin to do that. If you're prophetic in this hour, you're going to have to start evaluating, wait a minute, am I all the way pure? Hold on. Am I all the way whole? Wait a minute. Am I all the way dedicated? Because if you have vowed the culture in some way, you are not all the way dedicated. you got to find out where the presence of that other God is. I'm trying to tell you, I serve an apostle who's not afraid to say, that's a devil. you got a devil and you need to be delivered. And we have to be willing to say that to ourselves and stand up in the mirror and look in the face of that thing and say, i got to kick my God down. Because you're not going to be able to move in God's power if you're moving in another idol. You're not going to be able to do it. And because we have made idols these kind of big, fantastical, we can't ever name them, nobody knows, then we don't think we have them. Then you don't think you have another spirit. You're not thinking that you're walking in the name of another God, but I'm going to try to tell you today. If you're dealing with cowardice when it comes to your Christianity and you've bowed then there's the presence of another spirit and you have got to identify it and kick it to the curb. Because listen, either you're going to get mold over by, these, by this reset or you're going to be driving the tractor. You got to decide, am I under the tractor or am I driving it? Because you can't be both. Ooh, Jesus. I love that probably because what you are saying, the power of apostleship causes us not to be punk Christians. Yes. And I think that that's why we have to have this divine shift again, because mm-hmm. something Dr. Price did preach, uh, I think last year, was talking about the pushback Christian. Yes. And so what do apostles do? Yes. They Come literally on. cause our souls and our spirits to awaken their yes. voices, their sound, their revelation, yes. who they are, their literal presence causes us yes. to literally come alive. And so what is God doing in the body of Christ? He's bringing the apostles back and putting them back in place because they are literally sending the message to the body of Christ and they are saying, come alive, yes. get woke. Come They're on. literally calling your soul to your spirit and saying, ignite. Yes. They are igniting your soul. So it, why does it take all this? Why are you guys talking about apostles? Because apostles have the power. Yes. Apostles have the app. Yes. Apostles literally come from the throne room of God, and they are back because we have to even talk about the spiritual protocratic. Yes. That literally the agents that are assigned to back their work. Yes. So what has been happening in the body of Christ? Nobody's backing anything because we will not submit to the authority, to the power of the apostle. And as the apostles and our chief apostle is moving ahead and many of the other commission officers come into their place, we're going to see that shift happening back again where people are no longer going to be punking out. They're going to have what you said, the courage. They're going to have the boldness. They're going to have the revelation. And then most of all, they're going to have the push back spirit. And so the liberals or any other Christian will maybe be able to come to us and say different things. And we're going to say, but that's not the word of the Lord. Yes. That's not what the, literally what the scriptures say. You may be reading the Bible, but the author of the scriptures,
scriptures says this. And so we're going to be able to rise up in our souls and our yes. spirits and become yes. real defenders of the nation of Jesus Christ, yes. righteous defenders of the nation Come of on. Jesus Christ, having the courage but also having the truth and having the power. We're no longer going to allow this punk devil to mute our sound, to mute our apostles, to mute our prophets, yes. to mute the nation of Jesus Christ. God is literally sending down the angels. He is sending down the angels. And as the chief apostle said, King Supreme is in the planet and is shifting the planet, shifting the body of Christ, shifting the continent and giving it back to his fivefold offices in the right order. In the right order. We're shifting back to the right order. And with that right order, you will no longer be able to mute us anymore. Honey, when the, when the genuine article steps up, then the, the faker, the poser, yeah, it goes, period. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's the reality. And the reality is, just like Acts 26, 18 says, it's about gaining our inheritance. If we're punking out on the earth, we have no inheritance, we have no power, we have no ability, we have no foresight, and we're not going to go up there with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. The ones that are out there poking. No, no. You see how the angels are? Right. We are meant to live and dwell with yes, them. Yes. And if we don't have that, that's the whole idea, is so that we would lose our inheritance, right. that he wouldn't have his inheritance. And apostles are coming to awaken us out of yes. darkness, Jesus. to bring us into power, yes. so yes. that we would be and have that inheritance that Jesus Christ died for. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. We're going to, I mean, so we're going to be in that place where we're standing in our power. One of the things, she talked about this. She said that apostles were bringing the power back. I love this. Okay, she said uh, last week, uh, she said, oh, I'm bringing the strength back into the kingdom. And I love this because Mm -hmm. real apostles give you power in who you are, in your identity. You know, um, there, there, there is going to be evident differences between those who are truly marked with the DNA of Jesus Christ and those who have just been wearing the label Christian. See, right now we all mix together, but uh, pretty soon when when it comes time to actually move and to act in his name, oh, it's all going to be exposed. And we're going to really begin to see, even at the top of it, who was walking in God's power and who was not. It's not until a power contest comes that you have to display any type of real authority. Elijah and and the Mount, and Mount Carmel, it wasn't until there was a power contest, all right, that the true God had to really be revealed and to really be exposed. Because remember, just it was like, it was then like it is now. People were moving in the office of the prophet under false gods, yeah. just like today. She talked about that. She said, in fact, she said two weeks ago, y'all brought my notes. <clears throat> she said that not every prophet, I want to speak to this. Let me see if I can find this because this is important. Uh, but she talked about the fact that not every prophet was actually speaking what God needed. Well, this is the reality right now, what we're dealing with, with the officers. I know that you're seeing things, and we have to be careful. This is a season where we have to be very, very careful that we don't build our future and build our life on what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. I know that we're seeing a lot of things. You're seeing what seems like people moving in God's power, but that's because there's not really been a power contest. But when the power contest comes, real power is needed. And at, with Elijah and the other prophets, when the power contest came and real power was needed, that's when it was evident who was serving the Most High God and who was not. See, it wasn't into the power contest. And so we have, we have tricked ourselves into believing that people are walking with power, but there's been no power contest. So how do you know what they've been really walking in? Right? 
But we're coming to a place where we can actually say, will the real Christians please stand up? And that standing up is going to have to be a display of the power of God. But you won't get there unless you go back to what we talked about earlier in this broadcast, and that is the knowledge of God. Why does God want us to be scripturally organic? Because we cannot move in power without the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is what triggers the power of God. The reason why Dr. Price has real power and she doesn't have to do any of these dramatics to get it is because she actually walked in the knowledge of God and took the time to know him and learn of him. She said a few, a few Paula Price shows ago about the fact that the, the people of today, God's issues with the leadership of today specifically, is people not speaking from the knowledge of God, but speaking from their own personal opinions and their personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. And those personal beliefs have foundations for us as the body of Christ. So we have this, we have a class in uh, Price U called personal devotion versus public or private devotion versus public office. Powerful class. um, And and it's a powerful concept that we have to recognize. But because we have an unlearned and, and I love y'all, unsubmitted leadership, then we have people who are going out there preaching from the pulpits out of their heart. And what was God's issue and what did he judge the leaders on in Jeremiah? They're speaking what I did not say, speaking from their heart because they didn't want to put the time in to actually learn of him. And God is coming against that in this season and putting on display those who took the time. See, all that time, because we were in the company of other people who didn't take the time either, we were okay. Wow. See, that's the thing. It's not, when you okay when you're swimming with the fishies. All right, you're not thinking about how small you are. It's not until you right. go out there with the big dogs. All right, and then you realize I'm just a fishy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not big enough. But when you're swimming in the pool of small people too, that you don't know. Right. And we've been swimming in the pool of mediocre. We've been swimming in the pool of all these people who haven't spent the time, but we all know difference and it's not until somebody steps up to the plate that did put in the time and then all of a sudden all of a sudden okay and then we have to get we have to really decide how we're going to react to that you know what I mean and most of the time people react to that with defensiveness you know what I mean and try to defend their their small little you know mustard seed part of God that they did get you know, but that, but that's the reality. God is moving us out of that, and those who have been okay with that tiny, tiny little mustard seed, they're going to end up being left behind in the wake of God moving in real power and God moving in real authority. What's the purpose of the reset? That we would have the real power of God yeah. on the earth, for real. You know, and we need that for some of the giants that we're facing. I'm going to go back a little bit to Attorney Generals for a second because she talks about that climate, that apostolic climate that we are really beginning to move into as, as the world. We've been focusing on so many things that don't matter. Prophet Tamir, you spoke to this uh, Wednesday Warriors last night. If, if you didn't catch that, go back. Catch Wednesday Warriors as well. Um, I believe it's on the Before the Garden uh, page, or it can be shared to the Before the Garden page. So if you're on Facebook, you can look that up. But you talked about that reality of just what is going to be needed and the fact that we were looking at things that don't matter. Right. You know, we're so caught up in issues that aren't, aren't really yeah. important. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know. I know that, listen, I, listen, I'm black too, okay, as you had noticed. <laughs> I, I am. Are you? 
Okay, I'm gonna speak to that for just a second because because it's a huge issue culturally, especially in America. I know that everybody that watches isn't from America, but if you are, you know, you know that race is a big thing for us right now. We're just dealing with a whole lot of things. I'm black too. I happen to be a woman too because there's a lot of gender things. Okay, so I can speak from both ends of that spectrum from being a woman and dealing with the things that are happening with women in this country right now, from being black and dealing with things that happen with black people in this country right now. But you know what? If we major on those minors, we're we're going to miss the major thing that God is trying to wow. push into the planet right now. Oh, While we're majoring on the minors, portals are being opened yes. for demonic influences and strongholds to be formed here. They're making homes here. Ooh. demonic powers are moving into America, are moving into the planet, and while we're majoring on the minors and fighting about things that are not eternal, listen, there are temporal things that matter to us on this planet that do not cross over to heaven whatsoever, have nothing to do with eternity, race being one of them, hate to hurt your feelings, right. uh, but the reason why God is not a champion of race, racial issues like that is because they don't matter on the other side of this. Right. Do you understand? See, see you got to get... Ooh, <laughs> you got to get real with yourself on this one. Does God care about injustice? Yes, which is why he moves on injustice all the time. We've right. seen him do it. Right. He cares about injustice, of course. He right. moves. He moves on injustice, but don't get it in your mind that God, that your pet issues are God's pet issues. God is bigger than that, That's and right. he always has been. And he's always been thinking about things that are much bigger than just things that just affect us in this mm-hmm. earthly realm. You've got to get your head in the right game. See, our heads are in a game. But which one? Right. Which game? Right. Your head's in a game. But is it in God's game? Because, or is your head in the culture's game? Right. Is your head in the world's game? Yeah. So you're, in the, you're in a game. And you're running a race. But whose race? And right. if you stop to ask that question, I'm running for something. Who? Right. Who is this benefiting? My yeah. platform, my my soapbox, my venting. Right. Who? Who is that for? When you start venting, when you start hitting your social media and you're championing for all these causes, who is that for exactly? This is what God's going to begin to move in and address. He's dealing with real things that are hitting us as a planet, real things that are hitting us as his people, and is moving to preserve the church for the future. Why the reset? Because God is already in his future, and he's trying to move us to that place. We're here and now. We're looking at our day-to-day, and I'm trying to tell you that everything cultural, uh, from a cultural Christian perspective has caused you to think about your life right now. But remember, every parable was about the life of the future. None of the parables dealt with you right now. They all dealt with what you were sowing for your eternal inheritance. Think about it. Go back. Look at those parables again. They dealt with the mysteries of the future. They dealt with the mysteries of eternity and what would happen on the other side. In fact, I'll go deeper. Matthew 6 and 7, he said, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about itself. He said, for sufficient for each day is his trouble. And then he said, don't be caught up in what you need for this moment. Amen. What did he say? Where did he say to store up your treasures? Do not store your treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but where, store your treasures where? In heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy. He was trying to get on oh, Masanda. He was trying to get us to get a vision, y'all, about where our heads were supposed to be out. To seek ye first your family. No. <laughs> seek ye first today's riches. Seek ye, how about this? I know I'm going to step on some toes. Seek ye first your best life now. Come on. Not that either. Seek ye 
first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be oh. added to you. He said, and what did, what did Paul later say? Set your mind on things above. There are so many references. We don't know our Bible. You don't know your Bible, and that's why you're not pleasing God right now, because you don't know what's in his word to please him. If there's anything that you can do, begin to separate yourself from the cultural magnet that makes you want to pull away from the word and the truth of the scriptures of God, and then get you a Bible that's worth something. Because I'm trying to tell you there are a lot of Bibles that are worth lists, and some of y'all need to go home and throw them away and go get your Bible that's actually worth its weight in salt, because I'm trying to tell you. Get you a Bible that's worth something Because some of those Bibles are straight up trash And you need to get rid of them They're filling your head with trash about who God is And what he wants And you will miss the mark Think about this Did y'all ever consider why he said That people who thought they knew him their whole life That he would say I did not know you See you thought that wasn't you but there are people that are serving God their entire life where you're going to look them in the face and say, I don't know who you are. Where you've got to make sure that the, the life that you're sacrificing for and all that you're dedicating is the real Jesus Christ. This is what we need apostles for because they bring us the real bona fide article of Jesus Christ. They help you understand whether you're serving a false Jesus because, yes, there is such a thing. Matthew talks about it, false Christ. Go look it up. There's false Christ walking all over here. False doctors, false churches, false pastors. Listen, the person that's sitting in your pulpit, you got to find out if they're the genuine article because there are people sitting in pulpits that are leading you straight to hell and they're leading you to deny the very power of the Lord Jesus Christ that they claim, they're claiming they're telling you, but look at them and look at the fruit of their life and look at what they're sleeping with. Look at what they've gotten into bed with. Look at what they've joined their soul with. Have they joined their soul with other gods? If so, run. Get out of those ministries. Get out because they're leading your soul right to hell. And if you think, as Dr. Price said, if God did not spare his son from going to hell, then he will not spare you from going there either. John 14 makes it clear. I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one come to the Father except through me. So we better be clear about the Christ that we're serving in this hour. This is about life and death. People always say prophets are dramatic, apostles are dramatic, but maybe they need to start asking why. Maybe we're dramatic for a reason. Maybe because we're living and breathing this thing and we realize the depth of every decision and every choice. Maybe we're deep for a reason. Maybe we're like this for a reason. Because we're always constantly having to live in the reality that is God's reality and not the reality that we make up for ourselves that makes it easier to live with our sin and our bondage. God is trying to set us free for eternity. He is not dealing with what you think is important right here in the temporal. He's always looking ahead. This is why the prophetic is different. This is why apostleship is different. This is why Dr. Price is different. And why everything she says sounds different. And if you could embrace that and not be so in love with everything that you're dealing with today, oh, y'all, we can run the world for real and really do something for God. And I'm trying to tell you, God is not a God of loss. Dr. Price has talked about this. God is not going to lose. So he is going to set people in place to ensure that he doesn't suffer loss. That he, so he, that is why he's changing things, because we started out today talking about that reset, right? And that is part of why God is changing things. He's not he wins. God wins. He's a victorious God. Listen, yeah. if he wasn't victorious, why are we serving him? This yeah. is a champion. Yeah. 
We serve a champion. One of the things, that, if I've learned anything from Dr. Paula Price, that is that God is, is every bit as victorious as he says. Mm-hmm. He is a champion and he is victorious. So he is moving, he is making plays to win. He's not playing checkers, he's playing chess, and he is moving things around to win. Amen. I'm telling you, he has a chessboard and he is moving the pieces. And you have got to decide. You must decide on what side of God's history you will be. This is that time. This isn't play play because God is asking you in this hour. And I know that he's been asking a lot of you who listen to Dr. Price have been catching her broadcast where you're going to be on this thing. The pressure that you've been feeling is God. It's not a devil. It's the Lord. He is the foot that you've been feeling on your neck is God. His foot on your neck. His whip on your back. His borders. His barriers on your life because he's trying to get you to a place where you will be on the right side of the moves that he is making because many churches will not and many churches will fall being on the wrong side of God's fight. You don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of the battle when it comes to you and the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't want to find yourself there. So he's doing everything he can to sound the alarm, to expose false Christ, to expose things, but your comfortability with culture will keep you out. Right of the safety of Christ. So probably I have a question for you. So, you know, we are, you know, we're giving you all a lot of information, talking about the heart reset, talking about the culture-crafted church, you know, and these blended hybrid, you know, messages that have gone out. But those who are out there and they may be asking you or asking us, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you as the prophet, you are exposing yeah. a lot of doctrinal issues and you are, are literally communicating God's mind yeah. and what he is dealing with with the church. So many of them now are saying and, and maybe questioning and asking, what do I do now today? Because I am that person. So how do I shift out now if I am in that church mm-hmm. or if I've been indoctrinated in that yeah. and I've sinned and committed these you know, this type of atrocity to the Lord or even some pastors and apostles. I've done it to my sheep. Yeah. What would you say to them today? Well, I think one of the, the biggest things is you've got to stop the bleeding, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you're in a hospital situation, the very first thing that they do, they got to stop the bleeding. they got to find what vessel is bleeding. Then they can get to work on rep, rep, repairing. Mm-hmm. All right, you can't repair something unless you stop the bleeding. So that means that you're, you're, some of you are going to have to stop what you're doing. Stop going, first of all. Stop. Stop right in your tracks. Stop and change directions because since we always think that it's about a long drawn out. Some of it you have to completely cut off. You stop going where you're going. You start asking the right questions. You find the source of the bleeding. Where am I bleeding out? you got to find that first. Is it in your cultural practices? Is it in your doctrinal beliefs? you got to find where that bleeding is at. Right. First of all, you got to find where the entrance of whatever that idol or whatever that demonic influence came in your life. You got to find that source first. So that's got to be the first step. You got to stop that bleeding. You got to find out where am I bleeding out in my relationship with God right now, in my walk with God. And that, and if, if that bleeding is because you know for a fact that you're in a church right. that is demonically inspired, that is culturally influenced, you got to stop you got to pull out or, and you've got to figure out how you're going to distance yourself from that and begin to move in the right places and the right circles, et cetera. I know that that's really drastic. I'm not saying that you just, you just up and walk out. You don't write a note to the pastor. You don't talk about what I'm saying is that you've got to find where the source of the bleeding is and you're going to have to start making some really hard choices about where you're going to be because listen, choices got you here. And the only way to get you out is making different ones. 
period. This isn't osmosis, okay? So you cannot hide in the fact that, oh, I know the truth, and I'm just hoping that God will transport me. No, because your choice to be there, wherever the state of your life is in, a choice got you to that place. And so you're not going to get out by just willing yourself to be out because you didn't will yourself to be in. Let's get real. No, 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 no. We made choices. Our lives, you know, that tattoo you got was a choice. You know, that, that cultural practice that you engaged in was a choice. That homosexual lifestyle was a choice. And the only way that you're going to get out of it is to stop doing it, to make a choice to get out. So you're going to have to stop the bleeding, and that's a choice. Patty mm-hmm. Maud, she's, she's say, a therapist here. What I would, would you say, say? deal with the soul's appetite because many of us won't deal okay. with that because now your soul is hinged to some things that it literally craves. Yeah. And we need to get to places that our soul's appetite will be dealt with. Right. And yes. some of that may mean you need an apostle and, or a prophet to deal with that, to yes. expose it, because it, discovery, exposure, to yes. say this is true, now what am I going to do with it? Right. How long has it been here? Why right. do I prefer this instead of that? Okay. I've heard what God wants. Why do I think that God is going to save me out of something when I've made a choice to continue to do things? Okay. So we're dealing with a whole lot of soul's appetite. That's why Dr. Price, in the midst of this, is going after your soul. Yes. Because this is what God came to save was your soul. Your spirit right. man will follow through if that soul is clean, if that soul is walking in him, if that soul wants him. Yeah. Deal with the soul's appetite. Tell the truth. Tell the yes. truth why you like that pastor better. Tell the truth why you like to expose yourself. Tell the truth yes. why you prefer the tattoo. Why you don't like that boring shirt. Tell the truth when God told you to go there. You didn't because it was just, you know, nobody else would talk to you. Tell the truth separate. The Bible talks about come out from among them. Tell the truth to your appetite and allow the exposure to happen. Allow the incision to happen because now you're going to go through the process of that discovery where others come and help you slice it out. Most often what happens, people tell you, that's not me. That cannot be God. And I'm coming after that. And I'm going to tell you, you're lying. It's a devil and we're coming after it. Because those are the things that are really leading. It's not even your your own mind anymore because these things have overtaken you. They become a stronghold and then tend to go down the generation, and you have to expose and tell the truth. Amen. Soul appetite. You know, I'd go there, take biblical psychology at Price you you'll understand right why right that's going to deliver your whole generation yeah. and cause you to be that Christian that God can rely on. And leaders, it's time. You're looking at the sheep. They, they, they initiated. They can't do anything. You're counseling them 24 hours a day. They're not strong. Deal with the soul's appetite. Tell the Come truth. On. Tell it. And we can go somewhere. Wow. And also, many of, many of you all are going to have to take that Abrahamic journey. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why God gave Dr. Price, you know, the Come Home campaign. Yes. So many of you all, you're going to have to shift out. You know, you're going to have to shift out of your local churches. You're going to have to shift out of your local cities. P.I.T. Ma is, you know, a product of that. Yes. And many of you are going to come home. You know, we have the Come Home campaign here. You guys can look on Dr. Price's website to find out more about that as well, because many of you are going to have to shift out of your territory and come under um, a house of apostleship and also education, right? Yes. Many of you all definitely have her AIC program. You guys need to look on her website and find out about the AIC program, yes. the BIC program. We have we it all. Have pastors. And pastors. pastors. We have the MIT. We have yes. every program and education yes. that, uh, that you need and also yes. definitely Price University, yes. which, you know, covers all of that. So for many of you all, as you are asking and searching and want to change your lives and, and apostles and prophets, you want to change your houses, know that Dr. Price has a lot of educational tools 
for you and also definitely a university, the AIT program for you apostles out there, for you yes. to be able to get the training. You, yes. You're like, I want to literally turn this thing yes. around. I know, God, that I've been doing it wrong. I know, God, that I've literally been literally leading my uh, sheep astray, but I want to change. Yes. For those who are, you are literally saying, I want to repent to the Lord today for my sins, but where do I start? Education. So now you can get into programs. We have a chief apostle who has all these great programs that literally can shift who you are, shift your mind, and not you just repenting to the Lord and deciding on Sunday that I'm going to be a better person. No, get educated. Understand the author of scriptures. Get the tools of success so you can not just sober up. But yes. you can literally be a part of the change that God is making. This hard reset starts also with education yes. and you literally being able to know what the Lord is saying in the scriptures so you can know what the Lord is saying coming under a chief apostle, coming to a Christian university so you can know what do I need and giving you the tools. Yeah, that's good. So, because we're not going after acquisitional success, we're going after sustainability. We're literally sustaining the generations after generations after generations after generations after generations, Mm -hmm. bringing it back to Jesus Christ to ensure the posterity of Jesus Christ stays in the hands of the righteous, stays in the hand of the apostles and prophets, stays into divine order. So today, we, as we talk to you, we want to give you the tools, the prescription of success for your houses, for okay. you yourselves, you know, just as a regular Christian, all of, even Prophet Adia. If you want to get your children back on track, this is the woman. Yes. So much curriculum. Tell us about your curriculum. Well, absolutely. You know, we're even, because we're, we're aiming to impact the generations, uh, we're even creating curriculum for five-fold kids fivefold team to be able to come under this understanding. I couldn't agree with Prophet Tamir more. I think that education is the key uh, because it's going to help you to be able to identify what you're called to do and who you really are. We're going to take back ground by being in our place. Education and you understanding and you getting the training and equipping is so that you can stand boldly in your place. When we are in position, we can be we can make progress. So that's important. That that is key. And yes, you can you can get curriculum for your kids if you guys shop online at Dr. Price's store. You can find materials for five-fold kids as well. You can get your kids involved, you can get your teens involved, and yourself getting in your place I think is so important, even to what we've talked about, because we kicked off today talking about that hard reset, and the question that I asked at the beginning of today was, where am I in God's plan right now? Where am I in God's reset? You've got to find out your position. If you haven't taken an assessment, you need to take one. You know, our assessments are on drpaulaaprice.com. We've worked hard. Dr. Price has worked hard on this, on on the assessment tool that would help to identify where you are in the fivefold scheme of things or or not. It will also identify you're in the marketplace. But that identification, because identity is key to destiny, as Dr. Christ has so famously said on this program and in many other places, that is the key to destiny. So us being able to move as the collective body of Christ in power and authority comes from everybody serving in their rightful places. You know, it's going to be important that real apostles are in that place and that those who are not are not in that place, that they're yes. somewhere else, that real prophets are in their places and that those that are not prophets are not moving and operating as prophets. It's just as equally as important as the real prophets get right. in the place as the ones that are not. Get out. Yeah. 
you know, we're, the, the shifting of positions, this is so important. And so I think that that is something you've got to pursue, the education, the training, the equipping, and knowing who you actually are. If you haven't taken that assessment, do that. Go on drpaulaprice.com and click the button that says take an assessment so you can find out who am I in this, who, I, who really am I, not who I assume I am, but who am I really. You know, it's an objective tool that's going to help you to really understand that so that you can walk in boldness and in confidence. We're never going to get to the place of courage if we don't start at the seat of identity. We got to start there first. How can you be courageous in something you don't really know? You know, you're courageous when you know that you're moving within the authority that you've been given. You know, I can be courageous as a prophet because I'm in my lane. I know what that lane is, and I clearly understand that lane. But if you don't know the lane, then then you're not going to be bold running that race, okay? You have to understand the lane that you're in. So I think that that is so important. I want to take the last few moments. What we're going to do is um, I want to talk about the summit just a little bit. Yeah. We're getting excited because uh, we're now, it's officially November today, right? November yeah. 1st. Y'all, we're in the countdown for the Apostleship Summit, so I want to take the last few minutes to really talk about that. But as I do, if you have a question, we'll take one or two questions. We'll try. So I want you to let us know. We've got Rachel. We've got PIT Norma in the back. They're going to read your questions if you have them. So go ahead and post them. Which one is YouTube? Which one is Facebook? YouTube, hey, if you have questions, then post them on YouTube right now. Facebook, we love y'all. If you have questions, then you can post them right now. If you just you want to uh, you want to throw something out at us, we're going to do our best to answer one to two questions in the last few minutes that we have. And while we're giving you an opportunity to put anything out there, anything at all that you want to ask, I want to talk about the summit. All mm-hmm. right? So this uh, coming up in just a couple weeks, November 14th through the 17th, we are hosting our annual apostleship yeah. event here in Tulsa. I think that we're on, like, I don't know, the 20th one or 18th one or something like that. We've been doing it for a long time, over a decade, all right, over over 15 years. Um, and we're going to be here in Tulsa the 14th through the 17th. And the biggest thing that I want to say about it is that it's not too late to register. You can actually still come and join us and be here for November, especially if you're within driving distance. Listen, pack that car. Get in the car, and you've got to be here. You're not going to want to miss this because Dr. Price is talking about apostleship through the right. King's Gate yes. this year, and she really wants to deal with a postureship that's going to take us forward, actually yes. that's going to move forward the agenda and the mandate of God. So you've got to be here for this. So you really understand, especially if you're called to apostleship, you've got to be here for this event. If God has placed the call of the apostle on your life, you want to be where he's speaking about where he's doing next and what he's doing next so that you as an apostle or a future apostle would understand where you're going with this and what God wants to do. If you are an apostolic prophet, I really encourage you as well. Prophets, obviously all of them encourage, but if you're an apostolic prophet and you know that your mandate is dealing with and working with apostles, you want to be here. I literally just uh, worked with an article that Chief Prophet Talib wrote for the Summit Magazine called The Apostolic Prophet Working with Your Apostles. So you've got to be here uh, so that you can get your hands on that information, valuable information. The articles that are being written that are going into this magazine are powerful. Um, the, the teaching that's going to go forth is powerful. Dr. Price is going to teach all the full day on Thursday. You don't want to miss this. Prophetology, Prophetology is going to speak and minister on apostolic prophetics. Um, Apostle Stephen Holt out of Portland, Apostle Nona Parker out of Chicago, uh, Dr. John Savage out of New York, they're going to minister uh, to us and be speaking to us about where we need to be at in God's fivefold right now. So this is going to be a powerful event. If you have enjoyed and have been eating off the fruit of the Paula Price show and any broadcast that Dr. Price has done, you've got to make the investment to be here live with us. Our events are out of this world. Yeah, are they they are. They're pretty amazing. And this year we have our, what, first Apostles Commission. Woo! Woo! We're our 
exciting. As many of you all know, our AIT Prophet Ashley Clayton will be commissioned. Yes. 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 So, you know, and all the other, I think other five more yes. will be commissioned as apostles. So that's exciting. It is. And that, that commissioning ceremony is open to all. Um, it's open to the public. It's going to be Thursday evening of the event uh, in in South Tulsa. We'll, we'll give you guys all the information, but it's open to the public, the commissioning ceremony. Um, it's a public commissioning of these apostles who have been going through this program. Um, and so that is so exciting. And at the same time, we're going to induct more apostles yes. into the program. So listen, we are putting our money where our mouth yes. is. We're not just talking about God meeting better officers. Yes. Guess what, y'all? We're equipping them, yes. and we're doing our best to produce them. Dr. Price is a woman of action. She's not just saying God needs better. She said, oh, I'm going to make it so. Yes. I'm going to make sure he gets better. I'm not just yes. going to say God needs better. How about this? I'll just build a university so I can teach them better. So that is the reality. She's a woman of action. She puts her money yes. where her mouth is, and she right. produces. So if you want to get involved in the apostleship summit, we want you here. We want you here. This Amen. is going to be powerful. Worship. Prayer. There's morning prayer every day, uh, Thursday and Friday. There's 6 a.m. prayer with uh, with prophetic worship, and then we move into regular worship, just worship for the service, and then we move into the seminars. And of course, each evening there's also a special as well. Saturday we'll have uh, presentations. You get to be involved in a project when you come. You get to pre- you get to present your pro- project. You're gonna be working with some of the apostles at the event. Um, so that's powerful. I want to make sure I'm not going over time. That's powerful. And then on Saturday as well, we'll all come together for a special lunch. If you stay in town, this is for those of you guys who are going to come in town. If you stay in town, we're going to come together for a special lunch on Saturday with Dr. Price and with the speakers of the event. So it's power-packed. You don't want to miss it. You can register on drpaulaaprice.com. I want to just ask if there's any questions out there on the floor. No questions, um, and that's okay. So we want to we want to encourage you to be involved with that. I wanted to go back to what uh, talking about about the education as we kind of close here, and that is where can where you can get that access and what you can do. So priceuniversity.org is where you want to go to get that information. Priceuniversity.org that's going to help you um, to be able to get registered for classes, mm-hmm. uh, degree programs. We've got bachelor's degrees associate degrees, masters, and doctoral programs. Um, So we have expanded. We, we, from the beginning, we're we're celebrating a year, by the way, one year for Price U um, that we kicked off when we kicked off with our fall semester, and we're in the middle of our fall semester right now at Price University, over 100 students in the program, and God is moving in this. So we have a degree plan for you. We also have what's called Minister's Credentialing, Mm -hmm. the MCP program as well. If you've been listening today and you're saying, man, I – I need to be licensed in my role. I need to be ordained. We have that program for you as well, a credentialing program for fivefold ministers so that you can get licensed and ordained in the area that God has called you to, and that's called the MCP program. So what I want to encourage you to do is I want you to contact us um, and, and, and someone can put the number up there, 877-419-1299, 877-419-1299. I want you to call us or visit us at priceuniversity.org. Why? Because we want to talk to you. You can get a consult with us. We want to try to help you find out what program is best for you and help get you placed because God is blessing this. And, and open doors are happening um, all around the world, really, and what God is establishing. And we want you to be a part of God's next. Right. Move. Are you in God's future? Yes. He's already yes. there. Yes. Are you there? So I want to let these ladies have the last word. <coughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, you get the last word right where you Do you have a question? Rachel says oh. we have a question. What do we got? The question is, how do you start the transition 
to begin to come out of old mindsets and reset your thinking? And could you read, I guess you touched on it, so can you just kind of reiterate the answer for it? To reset your thinking, Prophet Tamir, how do we come out of old mindsets and reset our thinking? I think the first thing is, one, acknowledging that you've been thinking wrongly. And, and finding the uh, identifiers, yeah. you know, because a lot of times, you know, you hear a great message and, you know, we shall, we agree, but when you go back and ask the hard questions, yeah. you never really sit down and find out where are you lost. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is to be able to identify where are you lost. You know, like you said just a few minutes ago, if it's education, Okay, I just, you know, I may not understand the Bible. So what's the solution to that? Getting the education and the training that you need. If it's a soul issue, being able to acknowledge what my soul issues are with the Lord and changing your ways, getting that literal mind shift and and how you can do that also is getting the right sermons into your soul, reading the Bible. So those are some tangible things. And if it's just something about you in a a church where you're, you know, getting indoctrinated the wrong way, you're going to have to shift out of that church and get into the right church where you know that it is literally biblically sound. Mm -hmm. So those are some tangible tools that you can use to take what you know that is happening in your mind and have that paradigm shift to be able to become that apostolic Christian that you may be desiring to be. Oh, absolutely, because your, your thinking is a product mm-hmm. of, of the source of information that's coming into your mind and your soul. So the, the short answer really to that is change the source of the information, okay? Mm-hmm. So you, you can't expect that your mindset's going to change. If, in other words, if I'm, if I'm being contaminated by the water that I'm drinking, then I don't just go back to the same contaminated water. I'm going to have to change that water source in order to get a healing. So that's the same thing for your thoughts. If, 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 if you want to come out of a mindset that you know has been contaminating you, that you know has been destructive, you're going to have to change the source of the, wherever you got that mindset from. You're going to have to cut off that faucet mm-hmm. and stop going to that source. And you're going to have to practice the new ways because sometimes we'll say come out, you have something new, but it's going to take practice yes. because those old thoughts will keep coming back. So you got to rationalize where you're getting them from. And if your source is the word of God, that becomes the last answer. Mm-hmm. That's why we always take you back to the word of God. That's yeah. your foundational source, getting educated, getting trained, dealing with soul issues, dealing with appetite. Those things are real, but you must be able to come out, practice, Practice does make perfect. It yeah. changes you, and that's the reality, and you can't do it alone. We always say it's better to have others helping you along the, the, what you need to do, but come out of the old pattern yeah. in people, places, and things. It's still, still the same thing, that we're talking the same old thing. Right. Oh, yeah. And also, lastly, family and friends. Yes. You know, because a lot of those issues that we have, you're like, you don't necessarily believe it, but you have reinforcement yeah. around you. So even changing that circle of friends and, you know, family, Sometimes you got to move on from them as well. That's a hard one, but it's just true. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you guys who have been um, listening to us talk about the hard reset, I want to invite you to register for the class that we have, the self-study class called Hard Reset. It's going to give you more information um, about what the reset is all about. And it's actually not too late. We just kicked off a new round of self-studies this week, and so it's not too late to get involved in that uh, because the classes are done weekly. So we just started this week. That means that you have until tomorrow at midnight to register for this set of classes. And one of those classes is called 
the hard reset. I want to encourage you to register. The classes, the self-study classes are only four weeks long, and they're only $55. So I want to encourage you to get involved with that. And for those who are called to apostleship, I'd love for you to register for Spheres of Apostleship. That's also one of the self-study classes that we have going. You can register yourself at priceuniversity.org. Guys, we're almost out of time, so I don't want to neglect to invite you to join us on Sunday online for the Congregation of the Mighty, where God stands. Dr. Price will be broadcasting live on Sunday as well as Sunday school at 8 a.m. If you're joining us for the first time you never watched before, welcome. I know that you were in for the ride of your life. You've got to tune into everything that Dr. Price has, so follow her on Facebook. And guys, we're signing out, so we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless you.